This is Radio Eco Shock with Alex Smith. I'm getting lost in science. <laughs> This week on Satellite Skies, you can be you, punk and the songs punks love to dance to, with Tessa and Heiko, one of the weekly rotations of Satellite Skies, talking and spinning all things DIY punk, autonomous politics in punk, and the music punks love to dance to, even if they don't know it yet. This is Satellite Skies on 3CR 855 AM and streaming online at 3cr.org.au. You're here with me, Tessa, and... Hi, go. And this is one of the week's rotating segments of Satellite Skies. You can be you, punk, and the songs punks love to dance to, spinning and talking new and classic punk and the stuff punks love to dance to, even if maybe they don't know it yet. Before I start, as always, I'd like to acknowledge that today we are broadcasting from the stolen lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations, and we pay respects to elders past, present, and emerging. Uh, so today, Heikel, uh, we're going to talk about something that's been in the news a bit recently uh, over the world, but also in Southeast Asia. We're going to be talking about um, the death penalty in Singapore and some of the more recent developments. Mm-hmm. But before we get into that, Heikel has picked out uh, some amazing tunes from Singapore to play. So Heikel, tell us about this first track. All right. So the first track is, I can't say it from here, but... <laughs> it's uh, Void by Doldre. <laughs> All right, so Void by Doldre. And uh, this is a good friend of ours, Ifran's amazing black metal band out mm. of uh, the the Lion Island. Is that what it's called? Lion That's City. That's called the Lion <laughs> City, yeah. And Doldre's actually from like, you know, like they play like hardcore kids playing death metal. So check it out. All right, this is Void by the band Doldrick Lion from City. Singapore. <laughs> Thank you. 
PX Fano is a Pacifica LGBTIQ podcast providing a platform for Pacifica communities to unpack and discuss the narratives and the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. Presented by Pacific X, a collective that celebrates Pacific Island LGBTIQ communities through meaningful connections that honours cultural and gender identities. You can catch the podcast series every Sunday during Out of the Pan at around 12.30pm or on your favourite podcast platform. Supported by 3CR and funded by the Victorian Government Multicultural Communications Outreach Programme, for more information, go to 3cr.org.au forward slash out of the pan. Okay, welcome back to Satellite Skies on 3CR. You're listening to one of Satellite Skies' weekly rotations, You Can Be You, here with me, Tessa, and Heikel. Uh, so before... Uh, that little station announcement we heard some awesome tracks of post-punk uh metal and punk uh from lion city singapore (laughs) um relevant to our topic that we're talking about tonight uh kicking off the bracket was the track void by doldre after that uh rejected scums which means freedom yeah cool and and the boys with uh alerta and uh, the last track we heard was Secret Police by Prospects, which is a very relevant track that Heikel picked um, mm. for tonight. And so, Heikel, I've seen a little bit about this in the news, a little bit on social media um, about the recent murder of um, a convicted man in Singapore mm. that was hung to death uh, by the death um, under Singapore's death penalty law. Maybe uh, you could tell us a little bit more, more about that, maybe give us some of your perspective as a Southeast Asian person. Yeah, so um, the death penalty in Singapore, more so Malaysia also has it. It's a very colonial law that's been stuck around since colonial days and it's not been removed. So it's like, essentially it's like a war on drugs since years ago, I would say like 30, 40. I don't have the exact, uh, I mean, since independence, it has stuck on since colonial days. So yeah, the songs that I chose earlier, I'm just going to start before I start the actual topic. It's like Secret Police by Prospects, which is... So Central Narcotics Bureau of Singapore has one of the highest power in any like police groups or institution there where they can actually, you know, barge into someone's house, charge them, and potentially catch someone and send them to get killed by the prosecutors. So it's just... Wow, and like why I chose rejected scums, it's like we don't want to talk about you know personal people in the band and stuff, but a lot these were like um punks who when they were younger, they were street punks and stuff, and people were doing drugs and stuff. And people, we do have a lot of friends from Singapore that were actually you know in prison, incarcerated just for stuff that people all around the world do for fun, and it's not even an addiction issue or whatever, which is besides the point. Um, but then, yeah, so those are the songs, but I'm going to start now. Actually, yeah, the death penalty thing is so intense because now I think there's around 54 people still on death row. And, um, so the person before I want to start, yeah, it's just rest in peace. The person who died on my birthday, which was last Wednesday on 30th of March was Abdul Kaha bin Othman. 
And yeah, we all wish him a good journey. And if he's a practicing Muslim, hopefully his family finds some peace during Ramadan. Try and give him prayers and everything. And hopefully the family comes together because Ramadan's a community thing. And the brothers hurting a lot. They've done a lot of interviews online on Instagram. So what happened to Abdul Kaha is he spent most of his life in prison since he was just a teenager. Um, you know, as a childhood, they were poor street boys like his brother Kaha said. He can remember, you know, he didn't like to study. His stomach was always empty. He was always hungry. They just didn't like to study. So they were playing around, of course, you know, get mixing around with people who were selling drugs, using drugs. So the repetition of like, this is the vicious cycle about drugs there because then you sell drugs, you're unemployed, they don't have any government support in terms of money and they're poor. So when you use drugs, heavy drugs or addictive drugs, I would say, don't know what's the right word, but yeah, addictive drugs. So the cycle is you have to sell in order to afford to buy more for yourself. So the more you get, so what normal Singaporeans or some even Malaysians are saying, like they deserve the death penalty because they're being brainwashed by the government, but they don't know because you don't know the lives of these people. Like the more they buy, the more they smoke or the more they consume. And then they actually don't really make that much. But in Singapore, there's a law which says that if it's above 15 grams of marijuana or something, like you will get hanged. And the thing is like hang till death. That's the actual law. So yeah, so that's, uh, I don't want to go into full detail of the story, but this person was killed and he was just stuck in, uh, what were you saying about the institutionalized? Yeah, so we had a conversation off air Mm. about, and I think this is just part of the um, industrial prison complex complex around the world, but um, even more so with higher stakes in countries like Malaysia and Singapore that have the death penalty for such small, inconsequential uh, crimes um, that, once you go in, you're in the system for life and there's no reform. No prison is giving anyone reform. Um, it's just institutionalizing you. So if you if a person is released, it's made that much more difficult, if not impossible sometimes, to readjust to what um, normal, quote unquote, society is and the system just ruins people. And um, from listening to interviews, with um, Kaha, the brother, speaking about how when um, he came out, he just struggled so much because prison had broken him. Yes. And imagine being... So I do... We do have friends. There's some in Malaysia as well, but it's not really intense in Malaysia as it is in Singapore because it's a smaller country. It's it's easier to kind of like catch everyone, if you want to say. But yeah, of course, marginalised communities are mostly affected by this. I would say the amount of indigenous Malays in prison would surpass any other race that's in prison because of drugs and other issues as well, in which I don't really, you know, don't want to talk about the issues why they went to prison because I don't really believe in, like, prisons and stuff. But, um, um, yeah, so we do have friends who, like, go in. Um, First-time offender would be one and a half years, and then they go out on good behavior and not being supported. There's no support person or whatever people have to try and navigate that on their own but they of course they go back to their own neighborhood and meet their friends and yeah um, and the cycle starts again they start selling and the next time get caught and And the trauma of of being in prison yep you know yeah is enough let alone you know needing the support network or 
and going back to what you had before. And yeah, it's it's just like a cycle that we see played out all over the world. But mm. in this case, this man was hung for something that was. Yeah, um, they would say, you know, like that the, the um the police would say this amount is substantial. They found thousands and thousands of dollars and everything. He's a sixty-eight year old man that you have been putting in prison for the rest of his life. And do you know, you know, like I just it just can't, you know, like you just can't kill someone over that sort of stuff. So we've been actually having a lot of talks in this in Southeast Asia for years and years now. But I think with groups like transformjustice.sg on Instagram, left.sg, these are like more abolitionists or like grassroots um, activists who now are coming up and saying that, hey, we, we, we are not intimidated by the police. We are going out. We have the right to protest because the police in Singapore have used this law called ISA, Internal Security Act, so they can actually, if you're deemed to be a threat to the government, they can actually jail you for two years without trial. And that's also a colonial law that's been passed down since the British time. So we all know where, where this all came from, you know, all these mm. laws and stuff. So it is um, an anti-colonial struggle to mm. try and voice out about this. It is um, against Western colonization because all these laws were passed down from them. There wasn't any indigenous Malay law that said that you can hang someone till death. Mm. Not that I heard of, you know. Um, but yeah. And I think... Uh a point you made earlier was that the Singaporean government doesn't want anyone outside of Singapore to pay attention to this. So, I and you know it is an anti-colonial struggle. If you're a white Australian listening now, look like look into this. There are ways that you can inform yourself and in that way advocate. Um, it may seem like a faraway problem that doesn't affect you, but. Um, it's, it's everyone's duty as a, as a, as a human to, um, at least be educated, if not try and make a change. And also, yeah, for listeners and stuff, yeah, we do have like some punk listeners from so-called Australia and stuff like more people that you, you know, a lot of punks from Singapore, more people than you think, you know, have gone to prison before and the people that have created such wonderful bands before from Singapore. Some of them are still in prison. I don't even want to shout out their name. They're still in prison for a very long time. I think one of the friends, um, yeah, an OG punk and everyone playing noise punk and whatever, like I think still in there another three more years to go, sitting down for like seven years, fought in prison, got extended to another 10 years. So these are the sort of like things. Not even, we've not been talking about punks, like normal people that you might know, you know, mm. make other sort of music and stuff. And... It's just very sad. Like, their whole life is gone. Seven years in prison and inside, of course, you have this trauma and anger and it's a very, you know, like, toxic environment where you kind of, like, get into fights and stuff and then you get extended and suddenly, before you know it, a three-year sentence becomes five years, it becomes seven and it becomes ten and then that's it. And so I would encourage um, all of our listeners, if you're interested in abolition or if you're just interested in anti-colonial struggles, uh, inform yourself because the transformative justice struggle here in so-called Australia and around the world is linked to Singapore, Southeast Asia and all other authoritarian states that still maintain the death penalty. And that includes, you know, 
so-called United States, places that people would consider quote-unquote developed, still have these policies in place. And it was not in such uh, such forgettable... It, w- it was more recent history that, you know, Australia didn't have such different policies either. So, look, some heavy topics tonight, but show solidarity. Mm. And thank you, Heikel, for talking about this issue. I, it's really important and um, doesn't get enough uh, airplay in the Australian media. But then again, what it's important huge, issues yeah. do. A lot of issues don't. <laughs> but, but I think before we start the next bracket, um, I do have like today, there's a few grassroots um, activists and abolitionists. And I could say this on like, like anarchists from ex-Singaporeans who wanted to do an action in the same day where they were doing a rally in Singapore, but I guess, like, they weren't ready for the sort of more direct action that people here do because they, they can do it here. And, and like you said, you know, any action that we do here with our certain have, freemen, yeah. freedoms um, can have very real-life effects for those on the ground in Singapore. Super negative implications so on people there. And something that activists who yeah. want to support in solidarity always have to keep front of mind. Yeah, but this is the thing. Like, we have this online net. We have everything, you know. Like, we, we alliance with them and we ask people who are there what they want to do. So, I think some ex-Singaporeans here um, just wrote, like, a statement and stuff. I'm just going to, after the song bracket, just run through it and, and yeah... And hear the statement. And in solidarity with all our friends who are still in prison and those who have died, rest in peace. You're listening to 3CR 855 AM, the voice of the community. 3CR Community Radio, giving the voice to the community since 1976.
Become a 3CR subscriber today. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe or call the station on 03-9419-8377. Be a part of your community radio station. Hey, this is Tessa and Heikel on You Can Be You, this week's rotating segment of Satellite Skies on 3CR 855 AM. We just heard uh, another awesome bracket of Singaporean punk and hardcore. Uh, kicking off that bracket was uh, Kita Dilahikan Untuk Malawan. How was my pronunciation? Very good. Oh, thank you <laughs> so much. Um, by friends of the show, Sial. Uh, next song was uh, This Nightmare is a Reality by Lifelock. Then War Solves Nothing by Blinded Humanity. And the last song we heard was Parasite by a brand new band, Auto, which I heard a rumor that they recorded this entire demo in six hours in one go in the recording studio in Singapore. So hats off to you, Auto, because that's a quick turnaround. <laughs> oh, it's just like one day. Take a flight to Singapore and sit down with her face or something I'm like all right i want to record a new band and let's do it in one day and then fly back if anyone in the world <laughs> was going to make that happen it's uh hafiz and i mean hats off to dan as well mm. he also got it done that's awesome so over to you heichel to uh finish off our discussion on uh the death penalty, death penalty. in singapore all right sorry i got a bit like it was heavy during that i had See, it, was yeah. it was a heavy discussion. It was a heavy discussion. It was that's very close to a lot of um, Southeast Asians' heart. It's just a death penalty, and it's so hard. It's a lot of us are kind of like just involved in that, and people have lost their friends and family. So, um, just talking about what Tessa was talking about, like um, all the um, oh, all the um, leftist group, so-called leftist group in like um, Singapore. One is transform justice. Dot sg so it's one word transform justice dot sg the other one is left dot sg so these are the two there might be more but if you follow this there'll be like links and link tree to other stuff that we're doing and that's on instagram and that's on instagram yeah so um they were doing a rally on um sunday which is titled not in our name stop the executions abolish the death penalty um I saw photos of it. I saw videos of it on Instagram and it was a pretty good turnout. It was a time where lockdown was not that over, but people could go in groups with social distance. And I think a lot of um, people in Singapore or even migrants from Malaysia who live in Singapore are actually getting more aware of this stuff and like saying, no, enough is enough. So um, some grassroots community organizers and activists and anarchists from NAM and abolitionists um, and ex-Singaporeans mostly wanted to do an action, but I guess that they did a solidarity statement instead. I'm not going to read the whole statement. It's very long, but I'm just going to like browse through it. So grassroots community organizers and activists from NAM, mostly ex-Singaporeans, expressed their support and solidarity with Nagin Nagantren, who's still on death row. And also RIP to the person who just died and all the rest of the other people who were murdered by the state. Um, all of them deserve to be free and to rebuild their lives with loved ones. They also pay respects to those who have been murdered by the death penalty. Yet. While the death penalty was only fully abolished in Australia in 1985, the settler 
colonial government here continues to institute death in other ways through expanding prisons, policing powers, and the organized abandonment of poor and working class indigenous refugee and migrant communities. Um, skip, 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 skip. <laughs> That's too much. We only got a one hour show. So, um, and, um, you know, um, and this activist here, mostly ex-Singaporeans, wholeheartedly echo transformative justice collective in, from Singapore in their collective demands for clemency and uh, moratorium on state executions and the abolition of death penalty in Singapore. And their solidarity is also with TJC for their courageous advocacy and political education and hopes are that all activists doing this essential work are protected too because we know Singapore will use laws that are already there in place to try and, uh, you know, like intimidate people who are doing all these rallies. And they don't want international pressure. So we're talking on this on radio. It's also And, and also, if anyone's listening in, um, not to implicate, you know, friends there who are, you know, I'm, I didn't say anyone was doing drug or anything there. So this is just the level of police seeing that Singapore does. They might be even be listening to this radio show saying hello. Um, so, and, and people from here, uh, ex-Singaporeans, urge the people of Singapore as well as our communities in so-called Australia to share educational resources to help raise consciousness for prisoners' rights and dismantle stigma against drug users and ex-offenders. Um, mainstream attitudes to a drug use are shaped by colonial histories and atrocities when it should be treated as a health issue, not a criminal one. Reproducing colonial violence through harsh punishment and incarceration won't free us at all. So um, when we make connections between our abolitionist struggles against state violence across the seas, we are no longer so alone in our fight. And this is done by really good people who were in different um, lefty groups in like NAM. And I think they have submitted this to um, their friends in Singapore and hopefully they'll post it um, on their Instagram. But who knows what's going to happen after that rally. So hopefully everyone there who went to the rally is safe and the organizers will not be intimidated by the police. Yeah, so that was the statement. Thank you, Heiko. Okay. Uh, so next up, we're going to hear a track called Wapping Dispute, which is by a local NAM band, Thatcher's Snatch. Uh, you're listening to Satellite Skies on 3CR. Copies to bring them down. Squash time, you're just a dog around. 
going to the Sahara, baby.
This is Tessa and Heikel on Satellite Skies on 3CR. This is one of Satellite Skies' rotating weekly segments, You Can Be You, punk and the songs punks love to dance to. Uh, so 
I'm just going to quickly talk about the tracks we heard. Um, right now I'm talking over the top of Fata Morgana from Barcelona's new track, El Ouroboro. Uh, before that we heard a new track from uh, American anarcho band Strawman Army, State of the Art. Before that, Sydney hardcore band uh, Rapid Die with the track Dark River. Uh, then we heard Sahara from the Malinese band Songhoi Blues with Iggy Pop. Uh, then Will to Kill by Quarantine, a classic track Your Phone's Off the Hook by X. And kicking off that bracket was Wapping Dispute from Nam band Thatcher Snatch. We are very quickly running out of time here, so I'm going to throw to Heikel to uh, talk about our All gig right. guide. The gig guide. I'm just going to speed past Reddit. This Friday, Thornbury Bowls Club, Tola playing their very last show, supported by Body Maintenance, Voice Imitator, and of course, uh, Reoxy, that band. Um, but um, for uh, Cutie Pox, BIPOC, First Nation, please mention at the door, you get a um, cheaper uh, price on the ticket. So um, then 